Welcome to Promo Slam 2023. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe Moses Marquez. I am now sitting here with Moses, an opportunity of a lifetime. You know you don't have to do this, right? He's already proven twice that he can't be trusted. You're still MDO. Oh, I ain't forgot, baby. You didn't just stab me in the back at TakeOver. You woke me up. Now, you better go beat Mascaras, because I want to see you in promo series. Congratulations to Daniel Crimmins, still your match wrestling knowledge champion. I'm the greatest in match wrestling is seen, and because of it, I'm the reason why it's getting bigger. I'm the reason why it's branching out to American fans. It has come down to the captain versus El Jefe. And maybe, just maybe, we're willing to let television titles slip out of your hands just as easily as you let the world titles slip out of your hands. And I am damn proud to be sharing the spotlight with you, my brother. And your champion came in 6 minutes 36. So still your TV champion. It is high time that the man that ignited that spark got his rematch. Daniel Crimmins at all for one. We'll see you there. You see Moses the Walker is connected to all of your shortcomings. Including this one. The infection that has torn the MDO apart. Wait, how did you get here? Can't you see I'm doing this for you? It was you. <laughs> it was fucking you. The whole goddamn time. You've been watching. It is us. One only. <laughs> you are missing one of your own. And you don't know where he is. You call him the Phoenix. <laughs> Shape, you betrayed us. I betrayed you. And as punishment for you, I took your human form. I took your family. Phoenix is now mine. <laughs> Captain, what happened last week with the Demoness? Does she really have the Phoenix trapped? What are you going to do about it? Look, I know as much as you do. I don't know where Phoenix is. I don't know what's going on with the Demoness. But... I do have a friend I can call. It's Thursday, you know what that means. Welcome to the 440th episode of Max Wrestling. This is your captain speaking. He is LFA Moses Marquez. And after a solid promo slam and a roller coaster summer slam, we're all on the road to Wembley. Wembley. 
questions for you to ponder over the next 90 minutes. Has the Bloodline story jumped the shark? Is the AEW women's locker room toxic? And is Cody Rhodes the next world champion? Probably. <clears throat> Uh, but before we do a damn thing, make sure you guys mash that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Max Wrestling. And for all your Max Wrestling needs, head to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. And let's not hold nothing back. Let's get ready to talk with a smack. It's time for the cap in the Friday Night 3 way. Uh, once again, it's a two-way this week because we're going to skip SmackDown because SummerSlam came after it. We're going to recap SummerSlam a little bit later on with Raw. But uh, on Impact last week, Trinity opened the show but was soon interrupted by Deanna Perrazzo as they fire shots ahead of their rematch at Emergence before the Coven appeared and some Nickelodeon-level jabs from Kylan King. Um, as a brawl breaks out, Santino sets up a tag match, which is shockingly won by Kylan and Taylor Wilde. I love Santino as the director of authority. Fuck yes, dude. Fuck yes. <laughs> um, backstage, Scott Damore, who is still also an authority figure. Uh, he's back in his seat as the president of Impact. Uh, he fined and threatened to suspend the Rascals if they interfere in any tag team tournament matches. Keith then defeated Alan Angels. Jake something. I forgot who he defeated. My bad, but he won a match. Um, Yeah, that's a great job of keeping notes. Leo Rush again tried to walk away from Bully Clubs. I don't know if that's their official name, but it fucking should be. Uh, Recruitment. And Kenny King retained the digital media title against Joe Hendry and Yuya Uema. That is Uh, a tongue twister right there. Yeah, Yuya is good. That sucks. I wish Joe Hendry would have won it back, but whatever. They're running all full steam ahead with Kenny King. Or, uh, yeah, Kenny King. Um, Scott, I don't know what it is. Scott Demore has gotten all the respect for me. Maybe all of a sudden, just once you hit the ring and you showed off your chops, I was like, you know what? I don't hate this guy as much anymore. That guy can wrestle. He he can wrestle, and he's a good authority figure. I like him. Yeah. Um. I, do you know what it was? I think I just stopped taking notes because I got so engrossed in the show I forgot to write everything it, down. <laughs> why do you think I? Why um, do you think retros would take weeks on end? I'm like, you just get so into actually watching the show, you don't want to have to stop. Yeah. Did the whole type of the type? Oh, okay, here we go, and it's like, ah. Uh. Uh, so after Kenny King got the win, we saw the first of the tag team tournament ma- uh, matches. Where the Rascals took on Mike Bailey and Jonathan Gresham. Very sorry, Jonathan Gresham, but you had to put somebody else over. Mm-hmm. The Rascals got the win. Of course, they move on, and that was your main event. Yeah. Um, they also right. confirmed for Impact 1000, 1000th oh. episode of Impact, we're getting yeah. an appearance from Awesome Kong and the beautiful people. Uh, Got to be honest, more excited about seeing Velvet's Guy than Angelina, but at least they're both coming. How you doing? The originals. Oh, geez. I'm actually excited to see Awesome Kong. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 what the hell happened with AEW? <laughs> they, they, got, they got sports entertaining. That, they, uh, I they, mean, it didn't help attaching her with uh, Brandy. Uh, well, look, I don't know. There is no way you can spin that in positive light. Um, I don't know. Then also, what's it also battling injuries like a motherfucker too, though? Yeah, and, 
And then she was honestly, I think she was trying to stay in the acting realm as well because uh, what was that? That show Glow was kicking off great, and then it just got fucking canceled. Yeah, because goddamn writers suck. Uh, all right, so on to Rampage because we're skipping SmackDown. So on Rampage, uh, we kicked it off with Keith Lee and the Hardys defeating Kip Sabian as Jeff dropped a swanton on Kip Sabian. After the match, they bump into the Young Bucks backstage and accept a match for Dynamite. Uh, Anna Jay choked out Sky Blue. The, the push was nice while it lasted. Yeah. Sky. Yeah. But uh, it's also nice to see Sky, um, Anna Jay get, get improving constantly. Yeah. Her, her mic work was better this week. We'll get into Dynamite oh, yeah. a little bit later on. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> then we had a uh, a match with some locals. AR Fox and Swerve Strickland defeated Logan Cruz and Tyson Perez. Right. Uh, yeah. Locals. It happens. You know what? You know the deal with locals matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club defeated Best Friends in the parking lot brawl to end the show, which had nice... Surprises, a few twists and turns, um, <laughs> and Sue, of course, riding in with Orange Cassidy on the roof. Greatest. Sue is the <laughs> fucking greatest. If your mom's not like Sue, I don't want to hang out with your mom. Yeah, I'm. I'm very surprised. Um, they just let Sue go though. The combat club when they took when they forced her out of the car. She was like, no, no, doing her best Brie Bella impression. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't lay a finger on her. So good for them. Good lads, good lads. <laughs> but everybody else just got bloodied up. Everybody, Jesus. Talk about like, well, first off, I didn't know Claudio liked to bleed, but hey, mm. okay, I'll take it. I'll take Claudio. And Dude, um, buddy. I think it was Chucky's back that just got shredded up. <gasps> or it was yeah, no, no, it was his, Trent's. Yeah, Trent's back that got shredded. It was Chucky that was just pouring down his face. Mm. Jesus, this guy. I think Max actually bled the least. <laughs> You know what? I think you're right. <laughs> it's like that, that we have to like really sit here and think about it. Was he? Well, we already knew he was bleeding. We just didn't. We didn't, we didn't realize that he was bleeding the least. That's yeah, or maybe it's just we're so used to Mox bleeding. So yeah, Mox is bleeding, but holy shit, somebody else is bleeding. That's probably what it was. <laughs> like, oh, there goes Mox bleeding again. Um. So with that covered, AEW moves like a freight train because they got three fucking shows. Okay. Saturday nights are right for fighting. Let's take a look at Collision. Collision starts off with FTR holding on to their tag team titles against Big Bill and Brian Cage. I shockingly really like this team. I don't know why. Mm. Before challenging the Young Bucks in a rubber match at Wembley. I'm going to try to say it like that all the time now. <laughs> Chris Dallander retained the TBS title against the randomly appearing Mercedes Martinez with a Rocky Bridge pin, which prompted Mercedes to attack Chris Statlander right after the match. And Diamante showed up, but she also attacked Chris Statlander. Well, because, you know, she is the champ. Before Willow Nightingale comes out and makes the save because everybody loves Willow. Hmm. Backstage, she is the savior. Yes, she is. Uh, backstage with Skiavo, Tony Storm is freaked out over losing her title on Dynamite last week, but it doesn't really matter because she immediately got slid into the freaking four-way, which I'm going to talk all kinds of weird shit about later on. 
Samoa Joe beats the living crap out of Serpentico in whopping 12 seconds. You might as well just call him fucking Sweet Tooth at this fucking point because <laughs> I cannot see him any other way. Kohina Clutch choked him out, calls out CM Punk to face him at All In. Hell yeah. In a sit-down interview with Ski of Own, the acclaimed discussed Daddy Ass's apparent retirement. And I'm still very confused. So... Either I wasn't paying attention or I don't fucking know what happened. I probably wasn't paying all the well attention. Anyway, so with, show, with a chosen speculation that Julia Hart will be banned from ringside and Julia will uh, telling Lee Johnson that uh, she isn't getting <laughs> out of the way or isn't getting out of the way. Um, the House of the Black defend the trio's titles against Johnson, Axon Andrade, and Darius Martin. After the match, it was announced that CMFTR would challenge House of Black next week. And I'm actually looking forward to it. However, I'm really afraid this is finally the time they lose. And please, God, don't hear those prayers. Backstage, QT offered uh, Hobbs some kind of easy win at All Out. Hobbs obviously rejected that offer, says he doesn't need, he doesn't want that, nor does he need your help. Please get the fuck away from QT Marshall as fast as you can, Hobbs. In another interview with Skiavone, Christian Cage had his own daughter thrown out of the building when she asked to hold the title, and that right there should give Christian Cage Father of the Year. <laughs> I love that segment. I'm not even going to lie. I was just like, yep, I'm the same way. Get the Go. Get out of here right now. Who said you can touch these? I bought you dinner. Oh, shit. Anyway. <laughs> with the gun club on commentary, Jay White defeated Metallic, which I'm not all that happy about. Stop beating the shit out of Metallic, please. That's just me. And then in the main event, Ricky Steamboat presents Ricky Starks, um, prevents, sorry, uh, Ricky Starks from cheating a few times as CM Punk gets the win. As Punk is leaving the ring, Starks attacks Steamboat and viciously beats him with the belt before Punk finally is able to make the save after getting knocked off the apron. Punk chases Stark away with a chair and helps Steamboat out of the ring, and that is how we end the show. Um, Steamboat took a whooping. Is he okay? He's an old. Why are we beating the crap out of an old man? Like, what is he? Seventy six. I was just gonna say, do we have any idea how old fucking Ricky Steamboat is? He's in his seventies. I'm the sure he said seventy six. I think so. I, I was like, I know it was in the seventies. I'm like, and we're out here beating him, beating on him. What? What the fuck are we doing? Oh my god. Um. But hey, Pro- props to him for taking it. He, he is was, 70, actually. He was born in 76. Okay, I was uh, gonna sorry, say, 53. I was just I was going to say, I was like, regardless, he took a beating for 70. I don't know. No, there's seven year olds going to take a beating like that. Maybe uh, Ric Flair. I don't even think he's 70 yet. That, that's where I got. Confused. He debuted in 1976. Ah, I got you. This man. And he took a beating. Took a beating. Jesus. Stop beating old men. Uh, great way to gain some more, uh, I guess, baby face. What's the opposite of heat? Chill Sympathy? for punk. There you go. Chill. I like, uh, <laughs> God, I don't know if you can chill punk at this point, but you know what? That was, that was definitely a good start. That was definitely a good start. Yeah. And fucking, right. I'm just counting out three times. Ski of own popped up on this show and somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> Skibone's just fucking working his ass off. If it's not if it's not Renee on Dynamite, it's Skibone on Collision. Tony Schiavone is a Collision guy. That he is. <laughs> All right, let's get ready for the cap to go in raw because it must be Monday.
point out, I've only seen like half the show, but I do have all the notes this time. Um, but before we get into Raw, um, SummerSlam was also this past Saturday night, and it, it was good. I think the main event has had some mixed reactions. Uh, and like we asked at the start of the show, has the Bloodline storyline jumped the shark? There are so many so. people. Well, okay. Because you already know me. I'm so not invested in any of this crap. I I'll, I watched the majority of SummerSlam. I was bored. I had nothing better to do. When there's no college work to be done, I'm just like, uh, I'll play FIFA a lot. But um, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll watch SummerSlam. But there's there's a narrative going around right now on the internet that it makes me think that that's probably it just it's it, it's why would Jay turn the enemy right, it's, exactly it's it, it 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 keeps going back to why would he turn look at everything that they went through and this and that why all of us like it, it he's backtracking he's he's literally like it's a hypocrite move and so it's like what the fuck yeah. and then even I saw that and again and I'm barely paying attention to this whole storyline. But the people that are so invested, the majority of them are pissed. I have never, I have never seen somebody turn on a story that WWE has made people like so goddamn fast. Everybody's well, hating on. It. I mean, they're dragging it out now. Um, they've had three perfect opportunities to close this story and take the title off Roman, but they ain't gonna do it till Mania. Nope. Um, but Roman could have beat him clean. There was no reason for another swerve in this ongoing drama. You're a thousand. Exactly. You're a thousand. That could have made everything that much more simplified. Just have Roman win. And guess what? We wouldn't have bitched. No, I think less people would have been pissed if Roman had won clean. It would have made more sense. It would have kept with the, the story, the narrative, if you will. That's the word I keep being corrected. It's the narrative, bro. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Because it it doesn't even make sense that, oh, Roman must have got in Jay, uh, Jimmy's ear or something. Because even Roman had a confused look on his face. Mm-hmm. So th- this nobody was like a personal the- thing between Jimmy and Jay, and nobody can make any sense of it. It's fi- like, if you guys want brothers to go against each other, then have them like, there's a million other ways to have brothers implode. I promise you. I yeah. promise you. Um, and the people that are spinning it with the excuse of, but now we're going to get the, the much-anticipated Jimmy versus Jay at Mania, but why? What, what's the reason? Yeah, but, yeah, why? For why's? Jim, Jimmy's the one that turned on Roman before Jay did. Mm-hmm. So, again, why why are we spinning this whole thing to now, this is the, this is the match we want? Who really wants that? Tell me the truth. Tell me the fucking um, truth. I would have been happy for them to just remain like an unbroken tag team. They're already long, the longest running tag team in history. Yep. But of yeah, course, WWE have to break up every single tag team they get their hands on. Oh, I mean, they're getting Except ready the to break Brothers. up. <laughs> they're awesome. Okay, and they were solving <laughs> crime, and you cannot break up crime fighters. There's like an unwritten rule somewhere. Can't. Um. Somebody described it perfectly as the Fast and Furious of WWE, and I get it because it, it's just unnecessary hey. swerves and ridiculous <laughs> holy shit moments just for the sake of it. Now, what a fuck that—that's choice right there. 
What an analogy. The fast and furious. That's perfection. Perfection. We, we went from family drama to whatever the fuck is going on now. You still, you ain't the last Twinkie in the fridge. Oh, shit. That brother's a fight over that shit. You drink my soda? Oh, we're fighting. Uh, Michael Cole's reaction was literally my reaction at the exact same moment when Jimmy took his hood off. And Michael Cole said, what? Uh, no, but he said, he said, are you kidding me? That was literally my reaction. Good job. Good job, Michael Cole. Pat McAfee's done you good. <laughs> yeah, yes. And Michael Cole's now going to be on both weekly shows. And for some reason, it's crazy that nobody's angry about it. That's, I, I saw a couple of like random comments like, why am I hearing Michael Cole on Raw? And then, then that was it. I didn't hear any negative, but I was just like, oh. okay. Yeah, he, he's on both shows now. And five years ago, we would have been pissed if Michael Cole twice a week. Hell, a year ago, we would have been pissed. <laughs> before Pat McAfee came along. <laughs> Facts. <clears throat> and also before Vince semi-retired. Uh, um, as far as SummerSlam goes, I, I honestly think Logan Paul and Ricochet was match of the night. I'm not going to say that I hate to admit it because I don't hate to admit it because fuck you, Logan Paul. <laughs> like, he's dude. annoyingly good at wrestling. No, you no. I, I use that same analogy, but I use great because I, I don't see him as good. He's better than good. He's, yeah. Like we I have to give it up. And, it, and I hate that. I, I have to. He's better than good. He put in the fucking work and he has just this natural fucking athletic ability that has flourished absolutely flourished in this industry he is just he he's used that fucking all of his talking and youtube from his youtube days in the ring and it works beautifully he works a crowd awesomely for a guy who's barely been in the business he his uh, his selling is not the worst i've ever seen it's very good for a guy who's not a full-time worker it, it, I don't, I don't see many flaws in his game. I don't no. see many flaws in his game. And shockingly, him and Ricochet had a really good one. It yeah. was really good. It was probably one of the better Ricochet matches I've seen in a while because they don't like Ricochet for some reason. Finger in the butt, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like some sequences, maybe a little slow sometimes. But I don't know if that's whoever he's working with trying to protect him more or. Probably. If he is just like adjusting, but who would have thought Logan Paul would have taken better to wrestling than Ronda Rousey? Hey, um, and I hate to say it because I've I've been one of the few that have still supported her towards the end, but that match was dog shit, hot ass dog shit. Whoever, whoever booked it as MMA rules, please don't ever book another match because uh, okay, it's MMA rules, but you can leave the ring. That's fine. But you can't. Hold on. Stop. No, you can't. In, in no mixed martial art of any fucking kind, whether you were doing like Pride FC that had a fucking boxing ring that you fought in. They fought in boxing rings. If you got out of the ropes, they would reset you. Yeah. You can't walk around the motherfucker. Like, no, that <laughs> that immediately took. Well, first, it's it's the over the top makeup that immediately takes me off. For fucking the second I see Ronda, I'm just like, dude, can you not? But that's uh, your thing. <clears throat> so basically, their explanation of MMA rules was you can only win by pass out, tap out, or knockout. 
Isn't there like a fucking match like that? Um, I swear to God, there's a match like that already. Didn't probably... grudge matches used to be like that, like with Brett back in the nineties? Yeah, I want to say yeah. It was well, I think something like that. That or he used to just run a lot of submission matches. Yeah, they just called it a grudge match, but and he always won by submission. Yep. Um, but yeah, I really could have done without this match. Um, literally, you could have put Becky and Trish in that spot. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I get it. It's Ronda's last match, which she confirmed. I don't know if it was after SummerSlam or the night after, but uh, she said she's got no reason to stay because Shayna was the one that brought her into WWE. Um, so Ronda's gone, maybe permanently, maybe for the foreseeable future, but she... I guess the dirt sheets were right about this one. She had a, a hard out clause, mm. which WWE could not argue with. No, apparently not. Fair enough. Bye bye. See you later. Um, I think it was Michael Hayes that produced that match too. No, wait, he produced Brock and Cody, which also pissed me off a little bit because they like this. Do it. Do it. Say it. <laughs> The third third of the match was good when Cody made his comeback, but <clears throat> for like the, the first two thirds of the match were just suplex city, suplex city, and it just zapped all my excitement for this match. I did not give a shit. I felt like it wanted to give you like the Cena, uh, the Cena thing where it was like, oh shit, Cody's going to get dominated, but then it was just like, yeah. a, but it felt it dragged. It was more shocking with Cena because Cena was unstoppable. Like nobody ever yeah. manhandled John Cena like that. Um but There's many of people manhandled Cody. <laughs> yeah, I mean Cody's not super Cena. I mean you would have thought so at Hell in a Cell last year, but still. Yeah, um, it was a different circumstance. But no, it's um it was The end of the match <sighs> saved it a little bit. Yeah. And after the match that. saved it too because like Michael Cole said on Raw, I'd never ever seen Brock Lesnar shake somebody's hand after a match, let alone hug him. I'm really trying to think and I got nothing. For Brock don't do respect. Brock's a beast. No. Exactly. I was just going to say Brock don't do respect. I like that. <laughs> um, so Brock's gone away for a little bit now too, but I think I think he's coming back for payback. So he's not going to be gone too long. Eh. Uh, which we'll is see. the next PLE But um, I don't think there's much else to talk about from SummerSlam uh, EO, oh, EO's cash in Obviously was a great moment Hell yeah Good um, for her. <laughs> So I had like What was it 90 seconds That Bianca was champion I had those 90 seconds to be like Why the fuck is she got the title again mm-hmm. so, Wait a minute oh, shit here comes EO Thank Perfect. god it's like, okay, finally. Okay, you guys <clears throat> make a bad booking decision to make a good booking decision. So they equal out. Good job. I mean, I, I would have, I preferred the fact that EO cashed in on Bianca than Asuka. So. Facts. Facts. At the, at the end, it all made sense. I was in the exact same boat. I'm just like, but you could have, you know what? Shut up. This is, this is better. And. Uh, a what the fuck moment. Obviously, Bianca was working a, an injury <clears throat> um, to make this dramatic comeback and everything, and obviously have an excuse to lose so quickly to EO. Um, 
so she gets knocked off the apron, I think it was, and then she twisted her knee or something, apparently, yeah. allegedly. Uh, and she screamed bloody murder for it, too. But then as they, like, helped her away from the ring, um, Charlotte gets Asuka in a, a figure eight. And instead of Bianca just sliding in to break up the pin, because obviously she's injured, she mm-hmm. fucking climbs to the top rope slowly. And Super slow. the fucking 450. Like, you, you've just fucked up your knee. Why, why are you doing this fancy move to break up a pin when you can just slide in? Because All you got to do is touch him. Made no sense. Entertainment, Daz. Entertainment. <laughs> um, but I did actually tearing think... your fucking knee because entertainment. Yeah, and I was worried there for a second when um, Oscar got knocked out of the ring and Charlotte came back with another figure eight on Bianca's injured knee. Thankfully, Oscar comes out of nowhere with a green mist. Thank God for the mist. But uh, good things for EO, and it was very nice to see Dakota Kai come back, too, to celebrate. I'm not sure yeah. when she's going to be cleared, but, it, you know. Um, also, nice to see Bailey happy for her, because we called it a while ago that they were going to turn on each other. But it looks like we still got a nice unity between say, yeah. Damage Control. I must say, yeah, Damage Control is still a unit, shockingly. So I was like, oh, cool. No, I, I kind of popped at that, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, and what can we say about Gun to and Drew, just big sweaty men slapping each other around. It was That's fun. You get. You get, you, they beat the shit out of each other. I mean, of course, Drew lost. What the fuck did you expect? Yeah, I mean, we weren't sure when we predicted it, but it made more sense. They're going to get Gun to, to that new record, and obviously that's fine. Super smart. Um, so the aftermath of SummerSlam on Raw, Cody Rhodes kicked it off Monday night to address his surprise at the respect shown by Brock Lesnar. We were all surprised, Cody. But was interrupted by Seth Rollins. Um, Seth issued a challenge to Cody, which the Judgment Day took exception to. As Priest, Rhea, and Dom got in their face, Finn Balor launched a sneak attack. Sami Zayn provided backup as the ring was cleared of the faction. And Cody then got uh, then laid out a challenge for a six-man tag. Um, I just We didn't talk about the world title match. Great match. Um, and you had the... The... What's... Opposite of collusion, not collusion, um, the confusion and everything with Judgment Day, Finn blaming Priest, even though it was clearly not Priest's fault that he lost, but just the fact that he was there, I think. Yeah, he's um, already pointing blame, and we're only, there's, um, you know, they're already leading towards the breakup, I think. Yeah, but I mean, Priest yeah, I was clearly trying to help Finn when he just slid in the briefcase, even though he was clearly pissed off about Finn yelling at him, uh, and then Finn just gets curb stomped into the briefcase, which, nice touch. Beautiful. Um, and we got Rhea on the show, even though she didn't defend her title. But anyway, um, Chad Gable then defeated Champa, Matt Riddle, and Ricochet to earn a shot at Gunther's IC title. I mean, we know how it's going to end, but it's nice to see Gable get a big win. Exactly. Hopefully he can go in there and put on a show with Gunther and get a little more of a rub. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura then defeated Bronson Reed. Cut and dry, but not the last we saw of Nakamura for the night. Bucky Lynch came out to talk about a match with Trish next week, but was interrupted by Rick, uh, Zoe Stark, not Ricky Stark. <laughs> Damn, Ricky looks <laughs> different all of a sudden. Um, Becky, que- it'll be fucking Tony Stark next. Right. Becky questions why Zoe is following Trish around instead of pursuing her own career, but both are interrupted by Shayna Baszler. Um, Becky points out she's looking rough. Shayna says you should see Ronda. 
but you can't because mm. I drove her out of WWE. Nice. Um, <laughs> following Becky's suggestion, Bezor then defeats Zoe Stark. Uh, now we're cutting dry match. Ludwig Kaiser defeated Otis. Um, backstage, Sami Zayn is attacked by JD McDonough, who is, later isn't cleared to compete. Uh, he's got some kind of elbow, like a golf ball on his fucking yeah. elbow, basically. It's the same thing Cena had. That's it, yeah. But the thing that annoyed me was obviously they used that as part of the injury angle. But we clearly saw Sammy in the ring at the start of the show, and you could see the golf ball on his elbow then. So I think it's either a, a bicep or a tricep injury. Yeah. But still, um, it's fucking gnar. I don't think Cena was out for long. No, he wrestled with it. He used to put a sleeve oh, yeah. on. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know why Sammy couldn't have wrestled with some kind of protection, but there we go. They took him out of the match. And obviously oh, it led Cena. to bigger things you can't later have Super on. Sammy. Right? No, <laughs> you can't, you can't super have Sammy no super sounds Sammy. great. Actually, it really does. Sign um, me up. The returning New Day defeated the Viking Raiders. Uh, that's Xavier Woodson, Kofi Kingston, of course. News mm-hmm. dropped, I think, before Raw that yeah. Big E has been told he it, shouldn't ever wrestle again by doctors. He's been advised, yes. It's unfortunate. Uh, which sucks, but I think some of us kind of saw it coming. He's been out for... God, it's got to be two years now. I was going to say just about, right? Just about two years? Uh, and a, a broken neck is not something very many people come back from, especially pro wrestlers. Especially when you're the size of fucking Big E, man. Yeah. Um, And, you know... I think we've talked about Ridge Holland. Other everybody's talked about Ridge Holland. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us gave him w- probably a little bit more shit than we should have when it first happened. But yeah. in all, re- I mean, in all reality, like look at the outcome now. You know what I mean? It it does it, it does it suck? But does the guy need to be fired? No. You know, he's he's also he's hurt other people too. As of late, yeah. he's had a couple of other in, uh, uh, injury issues because of his work style, but nothing so severe. But again, remember that this guy was relatively fresh. He, I think he came from uh, the UK's uh, NXT UK into the States. That's yeah. when he started working uh, more so. So it's just shit happens. As dad, dad you put it perfectly, bro. It, it, it's shit happens. And unfortunately, this is what it is. Um, but it's fine, and that's fine. I would make Biggie a fucking coach, man. If there's anybody yeah. I want coaching anybody, it's fucking Biggie. Whether it be a strength and conditioning coach, or whether it be just like a fu- dude. Imagine this guy being a fucking promo coach. You know what I mean? Hyping you up, trying to get like, oh come on, dude. He'd be the yeah. ultimate hyping guy. I fucking love it. If not that, he can easily be an ambassador like um, mm-hmm. Titus O'Neil. Fucking facts, bruv. Ugh, poor Biggie. Uh, and in the main event, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, and Sami Zayn's replacement, Shinsuke Nakamura, defeated the Judgment Day. But after the match, Cody and Rollins argue before Nakamura blindsides the world champion with a Kinshasa and just, in true Nakamura style, coolly walks away. That's right. Heal Nakamura. Here we go. <laughs> Exciting. Uh, and no low blows. Please, no. And if you do, it's got to be like Luke Kane style. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's all of WWE this week. Let's talk last night on Dynamite. Last night. 
So Dynamite opens up with the JAS mandatory meeting. Everybody in here. Danny Charcy is the first to say his uh, his piece and then walks out on Jericho, followed by Jake Hager stating that they all could be doing something else. And I'm like, bullshit, you were doing something else and you were still irrelevant. <laughs> That's just him. Jericho appeals to Tay Mello and Anna Jay saying that uh, they would both they wouldn't be where they are. Anna Jay is getting a title shot because of this and uh, Tay wouldn't be as popular without him, which he's probably not lying, by the way, on that one. But uh, they both walked out on him. Angelo Parker and Matt Menard also walked at him. Daddy Magic, JAS uh, also left him standing. Sammy Guevara was the last one there. He said, I'm not going to walk out on you like the rest of them, and then walks out on him like the rest of them. But he's also telling him, hey, I may be here when you, you know, when you get better, when you, you know I mean, when things are different. Jericho runs into Don Callis, telling him that he will make his announcements on his decision next week. In a way, I feel like he's going to tell Don Callis to fuck off. But also, yeah. in a way, I feel like he's not. So, good job, Seems Jericho. too obvious that he's just going to join Don. Yeah, which I kind of hope he tells him to fuck off. Just to join a, him later on. nice pop for that, too. Hell yeah, he will. So, the Young Bucks defeat the Hardys and then call out FTR. They waste not a literal second as they come out and accept the challenge for a match at all in, in Wembley. Um, mm. For those who haven't seen the Hardys and the Young Bucks, this is not the one to watch. Go watch like a Ring of Honor one or something because this was, this Buck, was just Bucks bodied them. You're telling me, bud. You're telling me the fucking people didn't give a shit for the first three minutes and then it turned into a Young Bucks match and that was it. Good stuff. Following the announcement after their match last week, we were treated to some footage of some more bonding between Adam Cole and MJF at a trampoline park where Adam where MJF goes <laughs> full. Anakin Skywalker on some <laughs> young kids with dodgeball, and that's the fucking perfect analogy. They're excited as all shit. Hey, man, he's all, we're coming. He's all, I brought you to the trampoline park. What the? F-? And I just love that cut. It's just the fucking best, and he's just, they're in there, and he's just like, oh, they got dodgeball? Okay, cool. And just start fucking beaning every goddamn kid there is. Then so, after they're all laid out, Adam's like, what are you doing? You can't do that. Some little girl's like, are you two grown men in a trampoline park? You're nerds. And And flipping the bird. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the flipping. (laughs) But Adam's face, he just like, like somebody literally peed in his cereal, just gets just like, do it. Just hand like just just fucking evil. It's just the best. I love Adam's just full blown facial reactions right now. (laughs) Everything about it is awesome. Keep them having them beating kids. It's great. Uh, backstage, the BCC address Pac's injury, and they will face Pot Death Triangle Alliance uh, uh, with the, or Elias, if you will, with the Lucha Brothers later on. MJF's greatest hit, or sorry, RVD's greatest hits weren't enough for Jack Perry, as he was still able to retain the FTW title. For a guy who can't walk, he sure can't wrestle. I'll tell you that about RVD. Adam Cole and MJF took to the ring where Cole suggested that they go after the Ring of Honor tag team titles because that's the only set of Ring of Honor titles that he hasn't won. At the all-in zero hour, Roderick Strong comes in, voices his disapproval, which is a big mistake. MJF has a live microphone, um, which, speaking of this live microphone, they originally MJF is like, oh, I get it. You want to have a promo battle. And so in, <laughs> in the newest promo form 
ever, which I really feel like we got to like adapt this just like a back and forth live on the air or something. He says that Adam Cole, you're so skinny and white and paley, or you're so skinny and ghostly paley that if this was the 80s, Hulk Hogan would have stored you. And the fucking crowd <laughs> pops. I've never heard anybody <laughs> pop so loud for a fucking Hulk Hogan just for hearing the Hulk Hogan term. The word, for fuck's sake, it was glorious. Oh, God, it was glorious. Um, the kingdom sucked, but they come out to confront, uh, to conf- uh, uh, yeah, comfort Roderick Strong. Uh, and Adam Cole gets pissed off, says, hey, dude, I'm your friend, but I'm his friend, too. We are already getting the animosity between one another. They hug it out, and we're two, three weeks away. We're about three weeks away from Wembley, so whew, how much longer till it boils all the way over? Yeah, Roddy did really, like, high school girl it up. Oh, big time. He was the jealous friend <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Hoy. You gonna let him talk to me like that? <laughs> I actually that thought he was gonna cry at some point. I, I, I mean, he, it definitely looked like he was watering up. He was. Ju- he is just, he is officially the ex-girlfriend that you left in your freshman year that has yet to get over it. Ah, oh, poor Roddy. So, as Penta was distracted by Alex and Wheeler um, brawling on the outside, Mox and Claudio defeated the Lucha Brothers, and they attacked them after the match with Claudio removing Penta's mask and wearing it, which shockingly looked awesome on him, and he should wear a mask. So, mm. I think he has at one point. Anyway, uh, backstage, Kenny Omega, who just is literally having a conversation directly eyes to eyes with fucking Alex Marfez, um, he's, he announces that he's going to talk about his future next week with JR. So God only knows what that can entail. He's also going to talk about his match at Wembley. Only imagine. As the embassy, as the Mogul Embassy are uh, barged out their assault on Nick Wayne last week at Darby Allen, Sting comes to make his revenge and they challenge him to a tag match at All In. It's going to be Shane Strickland and AR Fox against Darby Allen and Sting. And then nice. in the main event with a super strange ending that saw Angela Parker seeming to try to break up the pin, Hikaru Shida uh, defended her women's championship against Anna Jay in uh, unfortunately one of Anna Jay's tad sloppier matches. But yeah. good for her getting the main event. But but yeah, that that finish was weird. That match was weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like Anna Jay. I do. She's not a main event wrestler. This was not a main event match. No, I you mean, could have put the Bucks and Hardy on last. We knew she, um, Sheeta was going to win. She ain't dropping that title anytime soon. Well, not only that, but this is a fucking qualifier match for a four-way for the title. So it's like, yeah. So why does Tony Storm get a fucking buy and not the champion? You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, that was make weird. Any, it was super weird. Um, I mean, we say she's not going to drop it anytime soon. She's not going to drop it before Wembley. Um, Facts. and I highly expect Soraya to beat Sky Blue and get into that four way because obviously it's in England. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine an eighty something thousand people pop for Soraya winning a belt? Oh, that would be glorious, actually. I I'm thinking even if it's a transitional thing because you win you lose it next week. Fuck it. She can lose it to Brit. Exactly the following week. I just I'm I'm in the moment of think about popping a, a Wembley crowd. At I'm sure Tony's thinking of that too. Eighty something people, you know what I mean? It doesn't have it. It's a, and it's a four way. It could be fucking chicanery. Who cares? It's the pop that matters. Yeah, 
Um, it's nice for the women to get the main event for a second straight week, but yeah, yeah the match didn't really live up to it. They they could have just gone with the Adam Cole MGF segment to close the show, Actually, and then we yeah, still would have had the women in technically the main event match. Yeah. That would work that nice, actually. But it um, But, yeah, especially for that confusing finish. Like we said, An- Angela Parker, he slid in, and it was as if he tried to, like, either drag Anna towards the ropes or break it up somehow, and they counted the free anyway, and that was just the end of the match. So I don't I didn't really get it. Awkward shit. But it is what it is, and that is all we got for Dynamite. Oh, boy. And before we go to a break, it is time for stupid shit people say online. This is shit marks say. This is like my favorite half-favorite segment. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Sit down, Marks. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Um, did we have nerds from TikTok last week, or was it from a different platform? It was uh, Facebook mostly. They moved to Facebook, yeah. They've moved to Facebook. Um. I've got nothing this week, shockingly. Um, Most of them were in the, I don't want to say in my realm of thinking, but um, the people that were roasting shit were roasting the same shit I was roasting. You know, nobody, you know, the SummerSlam was SummerSlam. Um, There's still many people fucking confused, and I thought I was going to be the only one, and thank God I'm not. Uh, So props to the uh, the IWC this week. You're not, you're not complete buffoons. Uh, I, I do have an obvious geek of the week, though, but we'll get to him in a minute. But uh, but no, uh, TikTok's good. Facebook, not too bad. Not too bad. So Good job for you guys. I can't wait for these fucking Twitter dorks, though. Uh, well, or, or actually, what is it, X? Is it X? Yes, yeah, X. And neither of them oh. came from X this week. They came from oh. Facebook. Oh, God. Um, Cesspool. So first up, uh, John the Bull Steinberg. Uh-oh. Which would be a great name, but... Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the press conference after SummerSlam, I think they asked Triple H about Becky and Trish, and he said nothing was cut from SummerSlam because no card was announced or whatever. So, I mean, I comment, this is on Fightful, by the way, so that gives you a good idea of how this is going to go. Um, I said, bullshit, Becky and Trish has been building for months. You telling me the end game was always raw? Not SummerSlam, but okay. Uh, John pipes in, show me the card announced that had Becky and Trish on it. I said, did I say it was announced? He Mm -hmm. says, you're saying it is bullshit when he says nothing was cut and nothing was ever announced. Then you're saying he is lying. Hence the word bullshit. I said, the match was clearly being built for a PLE. If you believe it was never intended for SummerSlam, more fool you. Uh, and I also followed up with Becky herself made it clear on Twitter that she was frustrated about not being on SummerSlam. And she, she even um, followed it through on Raw by bringing out Lemonade. Yep. Um, John then said back, and now what did he say? Uh, not being on don't mean it was scrapped. It means not scheduled. But that doesn't mean they weren't planning to schedule it. Mm-hmm. Why are people so fucking stupid? These are these people just defend WWE no matter what. Well, well, oh, yeah. well, the thing that kills me is, is like one minute they can see through the bullshit and then the next minute they're like, oh, well, what are you talking about? This isn't bullshit. Papa H wouldn't lie to us. He wouldn't do this. He's the head of a creative. Like It's, it's his job to be like the face of creative. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's not going to tell you the whole truth if it hurts how WWE looks. 
Not only that, remember kayfabe, damn it. Yeah. Um, oh my God. So you can get in the bin. <laughs> Next up, we have Eric Dick. I read the name. I read the name, and I was just—I'm <laughs> going to say it for the for my other fellow Tottenham fans out there. I thought it was Eric Dyer. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing on this show, you fuck?" So it's like pissing me off. Um, I just need to find the rest of the comments. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh boy, this is this one went on, and also the uh, the group that the comments were on got involved too. Uh, thankfully, nice. on my side. Um, oh, so this these. was about Wembley. They're around 78,000 now, so they've got like... And now, hold uh, on. To clarify, that's 78,000 sold. Yeah. Like, as in paid for. Not like pre-ordered, uh, not waiting to be bought. Sold. Motherfuckers are be in them seats. So, specifically, the current setup uh, allows 84,048 seats. They've distributed 78,189 uh, resale 1,520, which actually is very low. Mm-hmm. Super low. Um, so there's like 5,000 tickets available. Um, so I left the usual comment, you know, E Jones will still find a way to move the goalpost because we're not allowed to celebrate this historic moment because it's not WWE. Mm. Um, Eric replies, WWE is the goalpost. So <laughs> I said, well, there, there it is. You proved my point right away. Exactly, um, dude. What the fuck? And he says, I'm just saying, isn't AEW's goal to beat WWE? Now, both myself and the group came in with pretty much the same comments almost right away. Uh, they said, no, dude, their goal is to provide a successful alternative, which mm-hmm. they've done. Only dumb marks who have no stake in the company bring dumb shit like that up. Um, and a similar comment from me, not a single employee has ever said, that the goal is to beat WWE. No. Maybe, maybe Tony has, but that's Tony. I'm about um, to say, Tony says some shit. Their goal is to be a successful wrestling product. And here they are with a gate of almost $10 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric says, I'm happy they're doing well in the UK. Oh, this, this is a great comment. But here in the States, Collision lost 40% of AEW's viewers to SummerSlam and a YouTube boxer. Well, obviously, a Saturday night, one-month-old show is going to lose to a 30-year-old second biggest event of the year. Here's here's my other thing. How many of those, how many fucking viewers did SummerSlam lose to Logan Paul's fight? Because that's the thing that these E-Drones don't talk about. Oh, well, you guys lost a bunch of this. But again, the thing that they emphasized was SummerSlam and not Logan Paul's fight. And guess Jake. what? There's sorry, what what the fuck Jake Paul's the other fight. Paul. The other fucker. Um <laughs> and guess what? That garnered a whole lot of attention because the MMA fans wanted it too because they like Nick Diaz. Mm. Um and surprisingly boxing still does very well. Yeah, it's not a dead sport. Sorry. Um so which Eric then replies, uh goalposts. Funny. Uh, I said, no, no, no goalposts at all. No, nobody in their right mind ever expected Collision to outdo SummerSlam. Nope. Uh, he got then got into it with the group over a couple of comments. Uh, and I think they finished the conversation with... Oh, he brought up the fact that all AEW fans hate WWE and wanted to die. Um, and oh. WWE fans just want to celebrate how successful WWE is. Uh, the group says, and you seriously don't think WWE fans hate AEW more than they like WWE? 
nothing positive about AEW can get posted without a WWE fan bringing up ratings or Roman or how much more money WWE makes. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Boo bam shabalam lam. Uh, this could have been worse because apparently this guy likes both products, but he's showing that he leans more towards WWE, which is fine. But like, don't don't be that. And then the fucking apparently the group guy was or whoever was running the group comments was <laughs> this guy was nailing on the head, bud. So uh, P Jizzy, that's his. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Um, but everybody else, they are marks, and that's the shit they say. Yeah, suck. Big up P Jizzy. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. Once again, drop us a like, a sub, a follow, do it all, and go to matchwrestlingnet.weebly.com to learn more. Right, still to come. Shit Mark Save, and then we got past that. Geek and Best, or wait, no. Shit Mark Save, Cassie. Geek and Best of the Week, and an all new This Week in Wrestling History. Yeah. Uh, but first, let's take a look at this past week in Wrestling History. Let's kick it off with August 4th, 2008. Let's see if anyone actually remembers this one. In the main event of Monday Night Raw, Batista and John Cena won the Tag Team Championships when they defeated the Legacies Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. They only held the titles for one week as Legacy won them in their rematch following Cena and Batista just not getting along. August 7th, 2001. Undertaker and Kane score one for Team WWF during the invasion as they defeated Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare to win the WCW Tag Team Championships on SmackDown. Also August 7th, just one year later in 2002, Ron The Truth Killings defeated Ken Shamrock on TNA's 8th pay-per-view to not only become TNA's second 
NWA World Champion, but the first black NWA World Champion in history. The match went on second, and as the show was made invented by Loki, defeating AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn for the X Division Championship. August the 8th, 1998, at WCW's Road Wild. This is not kayfabe news. Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, and his tag team partner, late night specialist, Jay Leno, defeated the NWO's Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff in Road Wild's main event. And we got a bunch coming from August the 9th, and we will be jumping through the years. Lots of title changes. We start in 1980. Bob Acklin and Pedro Morales defeated the Wild Samoans for the WWF Tag Team Championships. In 1986, Ric Flair won his 8th NWA World title, only recognized as his 4th, by defeating Dusty Rhodes at a St. Louis house show. In 1997, Hulk Hogan defeated Lex Luger for his third WCW World Championship at Road Wild, which he held into the infamous Starcade match with Sting. On that same night, an iconic Bob Wire match had taken place. Sabu defeated Terry Funk at Born to be Wired to win the ECW World title for the second time. During the match, Sabu famously tore open his bicep on barbed wire and taped it himself just to continue the match. The bicep tape became a signature look for Sabu, and Paul Heyman never booked another barbed wire match because, quote, no one could top that one, or perhaps because it was dangerous as shit. In 1999, Xbox and Kane won the WWE Tag Team Championships for the second time, fourth time overall for both of them, when they defeated the Acolytes on Raw. And lastly, in 2011, Cody Rhodes won the Intercontinental Championship for the first time when he defeated Ezekiel Jackson on SmackDown. He held the title for 236 days. During this reign, Cody would then reintroduce the classic mid-90s design with the white strap and the squared logo. This has been your week in wrestling history. Now it's time to kick it back to the Cabin Mo. And that is all your history this week. Mm. So, all right, in two weeks is All for One, a brand new special event created for the historic All In in Wembley from AEW. You can find the predictions for all that very show. You can find the predictions for that very show on this event, but that is not all because there is Max Wrestling matches also. After surviving the King at Promo Slam, the captain has issued a challenge and it was accepted. He will defend the television title against the very man he defeated for that at Promo Mania, DC, Daniel Griffiths. Yeah, bring it on. And as you heard during the break, I'm sorry, Demon S, but I have to unleash him. It's The Shape and The Demon S. They both return at all for one and go head-to-head for, I love this, The Fate of the Phoenix. Where is Phoenix is the question at hand. There will always, and there will also be a major announcement next week concerning the Max Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Plus, we skipped them at Promo Mania, but we'll announce the group in the group MVP and EVP Go to maxwrestlingnet.wheelie.com forward slash all for one. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be Travis and DC anyway. <laughs> they do put in all the work. <laughs> I think that's why we skipped it at promo time because it was only a few weeks. But hopefully everybody's had going to have time to post. So everybody listening, if you're in the Max Wrestling Facebook group, post, post, post and comment in the next couple of weeks. 
Don't act like you don't send your significant others all these TikToks. Go ahead, post them in the chat. Or post and them and, and beer. Post them in the group instead of all these links in the fucking message thread. Yeah, bro. You could be the MVP by now, beer. You could. <laughs> all right, let's find out this week's Geek of the Week. Ah, oh, shit. Pencil-neck geek, gritty freak, scum-sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Right, Geek of the Week this week is a simple, simple answer. It has to be. It always should be, and it always leans his direction. It's Jim goddamn Cornette. <laughs> Why can't he just like things in life? I don't understand. Um, so I was uh, trying to find some fun stuff to talk about. wanted to see who was uh, talking shit over the week or whatever. And uh, most people were pretty much in the same mindset as I when it came down to SummerSlam. But then there's always Jim Cornette to poke and prod somebody or poke at some bullshit thing that we don't need to talk about. And there he goes, talking crap on Seth Rollins' gimmick. Which, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, this gimmick has literally carried him for like the last like year and a half, this over-the-top, flamboyant, hey, I probably wear fucking hundreds of the uh, layers of clothes more than I should in my boots are gigantic. And he's an over the top guy. He's, he's literally over the top. Like, I don't, I don't know how any other way to put it. I mean, for crying out loud, bro, you, you've walked around with a fucking, you know, tennis racket in your hand. And I mean, and you would scream at the top of your lungs every time you cut a promo, but because he dresses like a crazy madman, and he laughs like a, crazy madman that like you're it's it's over the top it's too much you want him to go back to being the architect or the this and the that and it's like why he's he's doing good people love seth rollins right now yeah and he, and he's supposed to be a heel and they love this fucking guy so i, 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 I think he's officially turned face now okay well whatever i just don't get it i don't understand the hate for no fucking yeah. reason Corny comes from a generation of like actual, like proper gimmicks, like fucking tugboat and Thank the you. dumpster. Perfect analogy. <laughs> but he's got a problem point. with Seth Rollins being flamboyant. Uh, hello, Macho Man, Shawn Michaels, Gold Dust. Oh, geez. So as flamboyant as you can get. Come on. And oh, what's, wrong with, what's wrong with fucking charisma? Didn't you fucking you know, manage Owen Hart forever? You tell me that motherfucker wasn't a gigantic bag of charisma that made that drove you nuts? Come on, Corny. Oh, Jim Cornette, uh, I got a feeling you're going to be the geek of the year when we get to the maxis, but we'll find out later on. And uh, it's time for the MVP of the week. I think I gotta give it to MJF, who again obviously didn't wrestle this week because he doesn't wrestle every week. But his segments were gold. I loved the dodgeball segment. Um, and when he fought Adam Cole, wanted to do a promo battle, and that switch just flipped in MJF, and he went straight for the jugular. That that's great, MJF. Um, that that's MJF taking shots without 
even his whole heart into it. That was just him going, oh, you want a prom barrel? Okay. Yeah, um, he just fucking snapped, <laughs> snapped into <laughs> it, just jumped in it. Oh, God, I'm telling you, that's something we got to try doing. But no, that was uh, MJ. It was like Spanish buzz mode. It was like, quick reset. Yep, and it was great. <laughs> it, to the point where Adam's like, dude, stop. Like, no, don't, no, keep going. Um, oh, good stuff. So for that, and also just his acting is top notch. I literally can't tell who's going to turn on who. Um, last week, I would have sworn it was going to be Adam Cole that turns on MJF at All In. This week, I could swear it's going to be MJF that turns on Adam Cole because he's playing him and Strong like a fiddle. But mm-hmm. I just can't tell. Um, and that's all down to MJF's acting ability. And it's top fucking notch. Put this guy in movies today. Today, bud. All right. Um, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than a steel chair on a riverboat in Alabama. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fucking chair is a meme, baby. <laughs> Literally, the ECW chair incident. Uh, that, that's been social media the last couple of days. Um, before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Neck Geeks, this week on the A to B, your retro rewind. That's right. So we talked about it last week, and retro is, uh, looks like it's going to either go on hiatus or possibly go away right now in replacement of KTN Sports, where I will be jumping in and trying to cover as much of sports that there is in the world. And trust me, there's a whole fucking bunch. Um, as of right now, my format is going to be kind of a, a, a weird one. I'm going to talk big breaking news. We're going to talk big hot topic news. But then we're going to have a handful of different segments. Uh, one being a Tottenham segment where we're going to focus on the Premier League and on Tottenham, my fucking team, damn right. I will we'll probably obviously talk about some other ones, whoever's impressive. I do. I am a big Holland fan, so probably some fucking Man City. Um, I don't give a shit about Liverpool, so fuck them. Um, yeah. <laughs> other than that, um, I do know that that's probably actually going to start this weekend. The start of the Premier League starts on Saturday, if I'm uh, Saturday or Sunday, if I'm mistaken, the 13th. And, uh, Tottenham will take on Brentford to open up the season, and you will get a react, either a live reaction or a match review from me. But that will kick off the KTN Sports uh, gimmick right here on Max Wrestling's YouTube channel, and we'll jump off from there. And again, when the NFL season starts, we'll jump in with some NFL news, some Charger news. Probably not going to go baseball right now. I'm going to stick to American and English football. So we'll see how that goes. And the only way to make sure that you're following all that fun stuff is by following the socials here on all the platforms, Twitter, or I guess X, if you will, on the X machine. That sounds like a good one. Max Wrestling UK at the Captain 512 and at Podnet. And of course, please check out the lovely, lovely website, maxwrestlingnet.wheelie.com. And do not forget to hit the follow, the subscribe button on Max on here on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, TikTok, and the whole big bang shebang. Uh, the TSK is coming back, by the way, all in, um, per, probably not predictions, but definitely a review. So keep out for that one as well. All right. Um, yeah, beer, it's X. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> we all have to figure it out. This fucking weird-ass name change came overnight. Goddamn you, uh, Elon Musk. Okay. Uh, and with that said, join us next week for the go home to all for one. And we get one step closer to history at Wembley. Let's go. Um, you've been watching the cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Bang.
Where are you, Feeny? Demoness, be careful what you wish for.